Right. Well, tonight I'm going to teach again on prayer. We've been having kind of a series here on um, prevailing prayer. And I think that's what uh, the Lord has in mind for us when he asked us to pray. He said, you have not because you ask not. And so I think that's another way of saying, ask me. You know, come on, come on, ask. And uh, there's something about God that he waits on people to ask him and to call upon him. And I believe he really respects us and uh, and as his people and he honors us and we can honor him and respect him right back. Amen. But in prayer, he expects us to uh, voice, you know, uh, actually speak out our request. In fact, the Bible says, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your or keep your hearts and minds. And so he's saying, you know, let let things be known to me. I heard a, a minister years ago say, turn your thoughts into prayers. When you have thoughts, especially worrisome thoughts, uh, or, or maybe a good thought. Maybe you have a good thought about a person and you think, well, I can just pray that for them and ask God. Because thinking it is not necessarily the vehicle that God uses to get it to you and manifest it on the earth. But prayer is. Prayer is the vehicle that uh, God uses to bless mankind and to uh, manifest himself and show forth his glory in our lives. So we have to always just remember that we have prayer available to us anytime, day or night. We can pray it, it, you know, sometimes, you know, I think in the past, especially when we maybe we didn't know any better, we, we would think we'd have to be in a church to pray or a certain prayer position, like we'd have to be kneeling. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with praying in church. But, you know, we can pray anytime. Yes. Amen. That's the glorious thing about God. He's always with you and he's always listening. His ears are open to the, the righteous, the Bible says, and that's you. So that any time at all we can pray and uh, in the middle of the night, you know, when you wake up, you maybe you can't go back to sleep. I love to pray, especially pray in the spirit at those times, because I just make a little declaration. I'm not going to I'm not going to lay here and, and think and worry or whatever about people or about situations, but I'm going to pray in the spirit. And, you know, it's not long before I'm fast asleep again because that peace comes on you. Amen. And you know that God hears and answers uh, speaking in tongues as well. So we're going to start tonight in the book of Acts. Of course, you know, our, our, our foundation scripture for this teaching is Ephesians. And um, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we went through that the last couple of times, and I don't want to review too much because we can't go forward if I review too much. But uh, Ephesians talks about the whole armor of God that we take praying always. So that armor equips us, which is really every piece is about the word of God. And that armor equips us to take the word and to pray it, to take the Holy Spirit's mind, the mind of Christ, and to pray that will out, to pray the will of God. Amen. And um, that we are to pray without ceasing. Don't cease to pray. Always 
with all manner of prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost and being led of the Spirit. So tonight we're going to look at Acts chapter 3. I love the book of Acts. It's so exciting. So many wonderful miracles and and times where, you know, things were tough uh, on these new Christians. They had uh, just been filled with the Holy Ghost and yet... So many, many were being saved by the thousands as well. So there was opposition, but there was so much power and, uh, the, and God was working so beautifully in their lives as well. And so, uh, and I think sometimes that's the case, you know, uh, even Nehemiah, remember when he was building the walls, uh, back, they said that there was an attack and there was opposition. And he said, well, we're going to have a, a tool in one hand to build and we're going to have a sword in the other hand to fight because we are going to get this work done and yet we're going to have, uh, you know, the enemy defeated as well. And I think about that sometimes when we're building, especially, you know, building the work of God, building the local church, uh, ministering and preaching the gospel even in other nations. Sometimes there's opposition. And so we have to fight the good fight of faith with that sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And yet we don't forget to to be building at the same time. Don't let that opposition discourage you from continuing to build the kingdom of God. And I I love, you know, the uh, the the just the courage of Jesus when um, John the Baptist, his cousin, uh, met with a horrible death, you know, his he was beheaded and it was, he was totally innocent. It was horrible, horrible death. And, uh, Jesus learned of that news. And the Bible says that he went out and healed the sick. You know, he took compassion on the multitudes and he just kept preaching, kept healing. Amen. Kept getting, um, people delivered. And, and I think that, uh, if we just keep that attitude that we're building the kingdom of God, no matter what, opposition we feel at times um it's it's wonderful how the lord comes through every time and things settle down and things get right and yet then we have have new believers and people filled with the holy ghost and healed and uh it's a joyous thing a lot of times attacks come to discourage and even to make you want to draw back or even you know want you to quit and so uh, that's the time to press on and be bold. Amen. And he certainly did that with the death of his cousin. Some people would say, forget it. You know, my cousin was wonderful. He was a minister, you know, and, all, you know, baptized him and all, you know, everything. Baptized, he baptized me, whatever. And, and yet uh, Jesus didn't say, well, I'm throwing up my hands. I'm throwing in the towel now. He, he went right on, didn't he? He went right on with ministry. And so praise God. I hope that helps somebody tonight. I think all of us have been in those shoes before where we uh, just know that we need to take the next step and just keep serving the Lord. Amen. All right. Let's look at the book of Acts here. Acts chapter three. And we're going to see about Peter and John. Um, they were men of prayer, evidently. It says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. So um, I believe that this was a part of their their uh, lifestyle. 
It was a habit, evidently, of theirs. And don't you love when men pray? I mean, I love when women pray too, but it's so wonderful to hear men pray. Praise God we have a praying pastor. Amen. I love my husband. He he loves to pray. He loves to praise, not just when he's in church. We pray all the time and we, you know, he'll sit down on the piano at home and play and we'll sing just like we're, you know, singing a, a huge camp meeting somewhere and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's wonderful. Amen. Um, uh, verse two, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand, and lift him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which had sat at alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. So uh, this is an amazing miracle. I, I just love hearing this, you know, I love singing. There's been songs made about this, this is beautiful. And uh, what a glorious day that was for this man um, ha- who had been lame from his mother's womb. So we see that, uh, you know, the people here saw it, they praise God, but There was a group that wasn't so happy about this. (laughs) You know, and that's the strangest thing. Isn't it unreasonable not to be happy when someone is totally healed in their body? I mean, we ought to be just as happy as they are, you know, just rejoicing with them. And yet there was a group, um, a religious group that was not happy at all. So much so that uh, they threatened Peter and John. And they said, uh, uh, don't preach anymore or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. And that just tells us that we ought to speak the name of Jesus all the time, right? That should just throw gasoline on the fire with uh, our prayers in the name of Jesus, because we know then that how powerful his name is. But let's read this. Let's skip over to Acts chapter 4. And um, look, look at verse 13. Now, when they, had, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. There's something about being in the presence of God that gives you strength and boldness. When you stay in his presence and when you can communicate with him, and let him minister to you on a daily basis. A boldness comes with that. And uh, these men n- knew that. They recognized that. They, they didn't say, oh, they're so smart. And, you know, they just 
or brilliant <laughs> geniuses. No, they said they're unlearned and ignorant. <laughs> unlearned and ignorant. But there was something very special about them and that is that they had been with Jesus. Praise the Lord. And then in uh, verse 16, it said, saying, what should we do to these men for that indeed a notable miracle? This was a notable miracle had been done by them and is manifest to all them uh, that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Now, that's what I've been praying for our meeting, that we're going to have notable miracles that nobody can deny. Amen. I love the way God does things like that. Nobody can deny it. So anyway, they were mad and they said, this can spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they may speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge you. So when they, verse 21, when they let them go, when they further threatened them, and that's what the devil tries to do really is bring threats to you, to your mind, especially uh, fearful thoughts, vain imaginations, things that would try to discourage or dishearten you as a Christian. So, you know, he brings those fiery darts to your mind and tries to uh, threaten you with those kinds of things. And, um, they're very real. You know, it's very real. It's a real battle. It's not just, you know, you, I'm sure all of you have experienced these, these sort of things, but they had further threatened them. They let them go finding nothing, how they might punish them because of the people for all men glorified God for that, which was done. And this man was above 40 years old on who this miracle of healing was showed. He had been lame for 40 plus years and just stood up and went leaping around. Isn't that awesome? You know, you would think uh, that he would, it would be a little slow at first or something. Nothing wrong with that either. If you're getting the receiving the healing and strengthen your bones and your body and your muscles, but he just went crazy. You know, I just love that notable miracle. So anyway, look at verse 23. And this is what we really wanted to get to tonight. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, and, and again, these were not uh, secular men, you know, that were uh, against God or against. These were religious people. Sometimes. Uh, threatening and persecutions, et cetera, come from other Christians. You know, you hate to say it. You think, what? You know, but it's so horrible. But you have to be, um, you know, forewarned a little bit about that so that, again, you don't get discouraged because you just have to know the enemy can work in churches as well, unfortunately, you know. And... um not don't be dismayed when something like that comes up or happens because the, the enemy tries to use whoever he can to pit one against another and cause division and uh, this sort of thing. But praise God, they lifted up their voice to God when they heard it um, with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. 
thou art God. And that is just so um, important to establish God's authority in your life. He comes before anybody else, anybody else's authority. God is in complete authority in my life. That's what you have to come to. Amen. Because just like they said, don't speak anymore in that name. Well, if they said, well, these these guys are, you know, have places and positions of authority, then they would have taken their, you know, and done what they said. But uh, they established God's authority in their life by simply saying, thou art God. <laughs> I love that. Thou art God. Nobody else. There's only one God and thou art God. And look, they go on to say, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Now, that is a beautiful thing, too, to remind. And the Bible says these things a lot. It kind of reminds us um, because problems and mountains, even a mountain of problems can become so huge in our sight and in our mind that we forget God made that mountain, you know, God made the whole earth. God made everything in the earth. God made everything in the sea. He is able to move on your behalf and cause things to line up for you that brings victory and whatever you need. Hallelujah. He's able to do it. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves, the Bible says, magnify God. That means make him big in your eyes. He's already great. He's a great, great God. But magnify him so that he becomes so much larger than any problem you have. An, another prayer warrior told us one time, she said, you know, I, if I have problems with some people or people have some difficulties in their life and I'm praying for them, she said, I don't, I don't look at them like they're huge people. You know, I look at them like they're in my hand right there. <laughs> They're in my hand, like a little, little, I don't know, you know, statue, a little statue or something, really, really small, little person. And I put them in my hand and I lift them up to God. And I said, God, I'm going to put them in your hand. Amen. And then it's, it's not like these huge people with huge problems that you think, God, 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 you got to do something. You got to do something. You know, it's, it's a small person even though they could be a large person in real life, but and they're in your hand because you're praying and you can put them in God's hand and think about that. Amen. Very capable hands of God, very capable to help and to save and to deliver and to heal. Um, so, okay. So they establish God's authority here. And then it says, who by the mouth of the servant David has said, why do the hegen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ for of a truth against thy holy child, Jesus, whom thou has anointed. So they establish Jesus's authority there. God's authority, Jesus's authority. You have anointed Jesus. And then it goes on to say, verse 29, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders be done 
by the name of thy holy child Jesus. So here they're praying. Uh, you've heard their threatenings. And, you know, I've used that a lot with the Lord, uh, especially in strifeful situations where people have said ugly things in the past. And, you know, you, sometimes you keep hearing those words of what they've said to you over and over. Sometimes for years it's ridiculous, you know. And um, so I have learned to say, okay, God, you were there. <laughs> You heard what they said, and I am not going to think about what they said anymore. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to meditate on it. You heard it. You said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I give it to you, and I am not going to do anything but love those people. Now, I might love them for, from afar, but I'm going to love them. I might forgive them from afar, but I'm going to forgive them. Amen release them into the hands of God. And it really does help to get those uh, those thoughts that run through your head over and over and over again out when you just give it to the Lord and give those ones to the Lord. But here he said, you know, they're basically saying, you heard the threatenings, but look what they said also, grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we will speak the word. So we're not going to stop speaking the name of Jesus. We're not going to stop speaking the word. In fact, we're going to get bolder. <laughs> Amen. Something about boldness that is uh, very powerful. Look at um, verse, let's see, uh, 30. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Right then, their prayer was answered. Here comes the boldness, amen. Here comes the infilling or the refilling of the Holy Ghost and the boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. So there was a tremendous unity there. And uh, neither said any of them that all the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common and with great power gave the apostles witnesses, witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Hallelujah. Grace to do what? To go back out and keep preaching the word. Amen. Keep the power of God flowing. Keep the name of Jesus out there. And thousands and thousands and thousands were saved. Praise the Lord. So we see that this prayer is something that we could pray. This prayer is something that we could pray even for the meeting that we have coming up. And I believe it's a great prayer to pray because it establishes God's authority in our life and in our church. It establishes Jesus' authority. And they, when we're granted boldness, uh, I believe that the word goes forth. It goes forth unhindered. It will go forth unhindered with Pastor Happy ministering, with Reverend Pat Harrison, with uh, Sister Jeannie as she ministers, and then even our music team that's coming in. Um, some of the songs that they'll get by the Spirit of God will be wonderful, bold songs that will, you know, absolutely bring deliverance to people. You know, there's songs in the Spirit that I have heard, some that I've sang, and it brings such relief. And, and it's just amazing how God can move in that way too. So we need to remember that as we pray. 
for the musicians and singers to sing by the Spirit of God, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen? Okay, well, we're going to receive another offering tonight for our meeting coming up, and um, then we're going to turn off the live stream, and we're going to pray a little bit here, and we hope that you'll pray at home. But um, before we do, we some of you might not have heard about this meeting, and you might want to come. We, again, want to invite you to come the end of April. And uh, some of you might not can come, but you could sow toward it. And some of the costs that it has, you know, that the church incurs and the David Horton ministry incurs. So we ask you to be thoughtful and prayerful about giving. And there's a page that comes up again on your screen that can show you how to do that. If you want to text or PayPal or send a check, if you want to do that or credit card. And uh, we thank you for that. You know, I remember Brother Hagen saying, at a camp meeting one year, he said, you know, uh, if you don't ever say anything about the finances, people just kind of assume you don't, you know, there's, you don't need any money to do the work of God. And if you say anything about needing finances, people think that's all you want. <laughs> he said, so you just have to get, you know, somewhere in the middle and just obey the Lord. Amen. <laughs> because of course God works through people to support the meetings. And that's us, isn't it? That's all of us together in uh, giving and, and sowing and being a blessing. But the good news is God always blesses us back. Amen. Always. He's so good. And he makes a way. So again, if you'd like to give, um, we appreciate that so much. And we thank you for your giving tonight. And let me pray over that. Father, we just thank you for those giving toward this special meeting, a special offering. We thank you, Father, that you see their their giving, their acts of faith in um, sending money or or however they want to do it, giving money. We thank you, Lord, for it. And, Father, we thank you for the success and the victory at this meeting coming up, the Gulf Coast Convention. We thank you for your mighty signs and wonders and miracles, just like we read here that notable miracles will be done in the name of Jesus. And all of those giving, Father, are partakers together of the glory of God as it is uh, moving in that meeting because they've participated to support it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, we appreciate you again. God bless you. And we'll see you Sunday morning. Amen. And then before we go here, we'll... um